What's going on, guys? Welcome to the latest episode of Weighing In with Worm. I'm your host, Worm Buffelli, and I just want to thank you for joining me. Before we get started, are you looking to upgrade your mower? Are you needing a new snowblower for the upcoming wrestling season? If you are, go no further than Raider Outdoor Power, located at 2580 Rockdale Road. The good folks at Raiders will make sure you are set up for the season and get your lawn looking like a pro-level golf course or to get that snow off your driveway fast and get you on your way. Stop out at Raiders today. The running joke in wrestling is look good, feel good, wrestle good. And if you want to look good, stop and see my friend Anna at King's Cuts by Anna. Located in Dubuque, she is one of the best barbers in all around. She'll get you cleaned up, lined up, whatever you need to make sure you're feeling good, looking good, so you can wrestle good. Download the Booksy app today, search for King's Cuts by Anna, and schedule your appointment today. Tell her Jeremy sent you. Coaches, are you looking for new warm-ups for your team? A fan shop? Something local and high quality? Don't waste any more time and email Jeremy at X-Grain Sportswear. Located in Piasta, Iowa, Jeremy will make sure you have custom mock-ups done fast and high quality at a fraction of the price of the leading brands. Email Jeremy at x-grain.com today and let's make your mark. Are you looking to restore rusty old metal parts to like new conditions or protect brand new components with durable, attractive, long-lasting finishes? Lane's Custom Steel, located in Benton, Wisconsin, can help with the metal finishings and metal coatings, offering a full range of custom metal restoration using power coating for individuals and businesses. Contact Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's lanes, L-A-N-E-Z, Steel at gmail.com. Let's get this podcast rolling. Today we have Lanny Dugan. Lanny was a three-time placer for Waller Catholic, was part of the inaugural Waller Girls team who finished third in 2020, and in 2022, she won the 145-pound state championship. She is currently wrestling at Lindenwood University in Missouri at 143 pounds. Lanny, thanks for joining me. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Great, great to talk about it. Excited. Awesome. So, I want to ask how you got started in wrestling, but your story is a lot different than uh, the last two guys I interviewed. Um, Boone and Aiden, obviously, they started off super young. You started when you were a sophomore. How did that all start? Um, so most people that start in wrestling, like their family does it their entire life, and it's something that's kind of built into them. I was not like that at all. My parents my entire life were like, yeah, try whatever you want. Like, we'll support you, whatever. And I was like, okay. Um, and then my sophomore year of high school, uh, they started a women's team, and I had a friend that I ran cross country with that came in and said, "Hey, I'm gonna put your list on the name or your name on the list for wrestling signups and to come to the first practice." And I was like, "There's absolutely no way that you were doing that. Like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. Whatever." I had never met anybody like any girl that had wrestled wasn't a part of my family, anything like that. Um, but I ended up going to the first practice and. I really liked it. I kind of had a knack for it. And then I had a lot of awesome coaches that really helped me get involved in it and kind of get more um, active with it and just more into it. So, Absolutely. So, you know, and going off that, you were an athlete before wrestling. Like, you know, what sports did you all play prior? So before wrestling, I was a runner. I ran, even after wrestling, I ran tra- cross country and track all four years. And I did basketball my freshman year of high school just to try something. But running was my other, like, knack that I really found that I liked. I didn't have anything crazy that I really stuck with before I found wrestling, so. And and you hit the ground running. I mean, your first year out for wrestling, you know, you're at the state tournament, which, 
it took place in a high school gym up in Waverly, and there was no qualifying system, so you literally showed up with probably 32 other girls, probably even more, and you guys slugged it out to see who plays higher, and you end up going, uh, taking fifth that year. So it's really, isn't it crazy how you literally started wrestling four months prior, and then all of a sudden you're the fifth best girl at your weight class? It's that is crazy, yes, but it's also crazy to think about just the fact that I had no idea what I was doing. I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, it was kind of just like, it was a coach that just said, hey, we're going to go do this. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm there, whatever. And then, like you said, next thing you know, we're in a high school gym. And from there, it progressed massively, which is also insane. But, yeah, that first year, um, there wasn't a whole lot of even skill involved that was just like a will and like a want to be there and excited about this new sport that I was doing and everything else that came with it yeah and so with so in 2020 obviously you know if you found a sport and all of a sudden like there's this opportunity to get better you didn't even get that that to happen because COVID shut everything down that summer so all the chances that you had to off-season train um, your track season kind of was just went up in smoke and you know were you able to actually train in 2020 or is this still wrestling still just kind of like oh that was a fun thing I did and I'll I'll get back to that when the season starts again I was still because it was so new for me I was still like super excited and focused on track so like when COVID came around that was the season that I was like more focused on getting taken away from me so I wasn't even like completely focused on wrestling yet and like what COVID had taken away from me because wrestling I was focused on something else because like you said it was still so new for me that like I was just kind of doing it because it was fun and like I got to be active and I got to do things and I liked the competitiveness of it and stuff like that but it was never really like something that was huge that that's what COVID took away because I was still more focused on other sports at the time. Mm-hmm. And then so just moving into the 2021 season uh, it steps up a little bit. It goes from a high school gym. The state tournament goes from a high school gym to Extreme Arena and Coralville. There's still no qualifier yet, but still, that that had to be a pretty cool step up. All of a sudden, it go, like I said, it goes from a high school gym at Waverly Shell Rock to all of a sudden, you're in an arena. How, describe the 2021 season. 2021 for me was kind of a turning point almost, I would say, because... Like, the first year that I had did it, I didn't really have to try, and I did well. And then, like you said, all of a sudden we're in this massive arena, and we go from, like, 500 girls to, like, 700 girls or, like, whatever the number was. It had jumped pretty significantly where, like, this was, like, okay, like, now you need to focus. Like, if you want to do well, you need to focus. And that kind of showed in my placing my junior year because I went – I got fifth my first year and then we moved up a little bit and then I got seventh and then I was like, that's when it kind of hit me. That was like, okay, if I want to continue to do well with this sport, like this is when I need to get a little bit more focused and kind of grind down and stuff like that. Cause especially I had seen how much it was growing. Like I knew like, that's when you knew it was going somewhere and that talks started becoming like, oh my gosh, it's going to be even bigger next year and stuff like that. So for me, that year was kind of the realization that like, all right, this is where you got to buckle down. You actually have to focus and stuff like that. Definitely. 
And so that summer, you know, you you bought in. You went to ISI. You went and got your camps in. You know, did you feel like, I mean, that summer, you know, just describe the summer. I know uh, Coach Dudek worked out with you a lot. I know um, you had some top-line coaching with one of my dear friends, Rachel Waters, at ISI. Um, she, you know, she, she was actually, her and I were just talking the other night, and I brought up a couple of girls. I told her I coached at Waller for a little bit, and she immediately just remembered everyone from ISI. So, yeah, I mean, did you feel like, that was another one of those gains that you made where, where all of a sudden you're moving in the right direction. For sure, absolutely. Um, ISI was the first wrestling camps that I had ever been to. So, like, I didn't really know what I was expecting. I didn't know what I would get out of it or anything like that. And obviously I had had practice at Waller and stuff like that, but that was, like, the most amount of live wrestling that I had ever had in, like, such a short amount of time. And... For anybody that is a wrestler that knows, like, live wrestling is huge. Like, that is, like, where you get thrown in positions that you have no idea what you're doing. You kind of just got to figure it out. And, like, you make jumping, stepping stones from there. So, like, the first ISI camps, I remember that. Especially because, like I said, my skills were still so new. Like, that was... I was terrified of taking a shot. Like, literally, I was so scared and, like, so nervous about these things. I remember that was, like, one of the first times that I, like started to do it live and like get more comfortable with it and stuff like that those isi camps were like my building blocks of like where i needed to start and just getting the feel for like the live wrestling and stuff like that yeah i mean i believe when you first started all you had was a chin whip pretty much and you just, you just ran that all the way to the fifth place podium i think that's yep. probably the case seventh for your seventh place finish as yep. well um we're gonna take a quick break get some ads uh in but when we come back we're gonna talk about a really fun year for you so we'll be right back here in a second we want to take a quick break with Lanny here to mention our great sponsors at Raider Outdoor Power. Whether you're looking for motors, snowblowers, garden tractors, or UTVs, the great people at Raider Outdoor Power will have you covered. Stop in at 2580 Rockdale Road, and one of their great sales staff will help you set up the best equipment and top-of-the-line services you can expect from a company who has helped Dubuque County since 1957. There's a reason Power Coating has such a great reputation for strength, durability, and beauty. It can transform metal surfaces into long-lasting finishes, able to withstand heavy use and harsh environmental conditions. At Lane's Custom Steel, they have been offering custom powder coating solutions to businesses and individuals since 2019. Their skilled team of professionals are dedicated to providing you with high-quality finishes that will last many years. Contact Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com. That's L-A-N-E-Z Steel at gmail.com. Now back with Lanny. So just catching back up, you know, you actually just said right before the break that that summer going into your senior year, it started to click. Well, you actually kind of just beat me to my next question. I was going to say, when did it start to click? But obviously, it was that summer. But you still didn't have that goal in your mind of winning a state title. Like, your idea was still just like, hey, I'm putting in a decent amount of time. I'm going to open mats. I'm going to camps, my goal is to get back on the podium. You got a text message from your coach that was not pretty, was it? No, it was not. I do remember that pretty vividly, yeah. Um, Alan, my high school coach, he was the, first of all, he was the first person that told me I was going to win state. Like, I didn't believe it, didn't, like you said, my goal was to get back on that podium, to do better than I had the year before. I was putting more time in. I realized I needed to put more time in, obviously, especially after taking seventh the year before. But um, any time that I was, like, 
mildly slacking or anything like that. He was right there to, like, help hold me accountable. But it wasn't just him, too. It was also, like, we were doing the ISI camps. I really liked that. And then open mats that were uh, once a week probably during the summer. And then even, like, into the school year when I was still in cross country Friday mornings before school and, like, stuff like that. Like, that's when I started to pick up a little bit harder to for that like senior year preparation which at the time I had no idea where it was going because like I said I didn't know I was going to be like winning state he told me I was going to be winning state and that's kind of where it progressed from there he's got some Jedi mind tricks about him that if he wants something done his way you just kind of end up doing it there's no arguing yeah um and I mean to say your season was perfect is a complete not true at all because i mean it was a roller coaster um you were going to the state tournament seven and six like for if if you were to tell a state champion hey you're seven and six going to the state tournament they're like uh-huh good one nobody would have believed me so yeah uh you know let's just talk about that uh you know obviously taking six l's in the season you know gotta be frustrating yes of course it was super super frustrating um, obviously because Alan had high hopes for me, he was always giving me like really good competition, like the best he could, which now I'm like super thankful for. Might have been a little frustrated, like wrestling up or like whatever else, which really isn't that big of a deal. But like some of those losses for sure stuck with me more so just because I obviously hate to lose. Like it just grinds my gears, you know what I mean? And um, I'm actually thankful for those losses because... I remember going into the senior tournament, or the state tournament, my final match, I was like, I don't want that feeling again. Like, I cannot, like, I will not feel that again. I will not mess up. Like, I will not give up, like, anything like that. So, like, 7-6, and six, not a great record going in. And like I said, Alan had me against some decent competition that was wrestling up. Like, I remember one of the biggest ones that upset me was I was wrestling up at West Dubuque, and I was... 45 and she was 55 and she was like had been ranked the year before going to state and I had her and I lost against her because I messed something stupid up and that was like the feeling that I remember going into my final match with was like I will not feel that again kind of thing well I mean I know a big thing that changed was I think I was talking to coach Dudek the other night about this he said like you know you guys went right to work on couple different things like mat returns front head front head locks um you know kind of going away from what you were working on all of a sudden almost like you guys took a hard pivot hey let's work on these things real quick and you took to it like a duck to water um you know you got to the state tournament and you started rolling i mean and the year before you're you're at an arena big arena same same arena all of a sudden before the finals you make the finals the state announces that they're sanctioning girls wrestling. Did that take away from your preparation or did it just like, okay, there's a purpose here. I'm, I, I'm, I'm more dialed in or is it just, I, I was more worried about my match. I obviously was super nervous about my match, but when they had announced that, um, for some reason, I think I already kind of caught wind that it was happening kind of thing. And I was kind of bummed that it happened my senior year because I didn't get to, like, progress with it. But I was happy to see it happening, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, I'm, 
I was very happy that it was happening, but I was bummed that I just missed it by, like, a year. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I was pretty focused on my match, too. Yeah. I mean, you still, the way I looked at it, if they're going to call a state tournament and they bring everyone in, hey, guess what? That's the best way to prove it, you know? Everyone was there, so there was no one saying, "Oh, I, I was sick that day, or I caught out." No, every girl was there, and you went through the you went through the gauntlet. Um, after that state tournament, though, all six of your losses were either to girls that took or that made it to the semis or won state. Like let that like for those listening at home, let that sink in. Like the lo- the losses were not as big or as or, I mean obviously they were big losses but they were also losses to very caliber wrestlers so I mean it's all part of the journey it's all part of you know climbing the mountain kind of kind of wild to think about right when I said that like Alan had me up against some competition obviously he was thinking that I was going to win state so he was putting me against the best possible girls he could find it did not matter if they were like. 10 pounds heavier than me or whatever else like he was putting me against the best and like I said sometimes I struggled and it helped me a lot so like it was worth it in the end obviously I mean I'd probably rather get my butt kicked nine times out of ten and learn something than do the butt kicking every time that's another thing that that really taught me too even in college now so okay um now have you since you know since you've been wrestling and you know let's face it you're a wrestler you know, obviously you're a college wrestler. We'll get to that in a second. From your vantage point, how have you seen girls wrestling evolve? I feel like when I got into wrestling, even just like, like I didn't know any wrestlers. And I don't know if it's because I'm a wrestler now and like I notice a lot more and stuff like that. But just the sport in itself and women's wrestling, I'm pretty sure there's stats about it that it's growing, but like it's the women's side that's growing. Like now that like, the sport is getting bigger, but it's not the guys that keep getting bigger. It's the girls that are getting bigger. So I just feel like since, like, I've joined, like I like I said, I started my sophomore year, and I know a couple people that have also started their sophomore year, like, at the older range. I feel like now a lot of girls are starting it at the younger age and, like, kindergarten, whatever, which is just awesome to see that mm-hmm. they're, like, growing into it, too. Well, I, I mean, I remember growing up, like, if that one girl go out for the team, it was one of those, like... You know, I hate to say it, but it was almost like, hey, we got we to gotta work her out of here. Like, you know, just one of those things. And I remember coaching at Waller your first year, and Alan's like, we're doing a girls team. I was like, we're doing what? I mean, I, I, I never coached girls. I never I, – I didn't know how to, you know, deal with girls, let alone or athletes that are girls. I mean, luckily I was married, so I at least had, like, kind of, like – this like idea of like okay I know when I'm, I said something stupid so I can go you from there. You have a little bit of an outlet, a second opinion yeah. on it. I remember there was one practice I forget her name but um, I was showing a technique that she was getting wrong. She was getting wrong and she had this look on her face like she was about to cry because she was getting frustrated and I and I saw I've seen that look from Kylie before and I was like okay nope we gotta big stop breath, big, big breath, breath big breath, breath. yeah right. yeah <laughs> yeah so but but again though I mean. I've gotten to watch it progress so much over even the last three, four years where all of a sudden, you know, there's going to be, there's some young gun coming in this uh, freshman class in Dubuque that I think are going to make a big impact on the state. You know, Bella Miller and Eve Skaraki, those two girls are dogs. And it's like, and it's not like they're just super athletic. They're just 
good wrestlers. And they love the sport. And they're, they're obsessed with yeah. the sport. Yes. So, so yeah, for those listening, big things, watch out for those two girls. Um, but then all three, all three schools in the area, Hempstead, Senior. Well, actually, every school in the area now has a girls team. I would also say, like, that's a difference between what you say and, like, it evolving and stuff. Is like, when you were growing up in wrestling, it was, like, that one girl that was, like, her brother did it and her dad really liked it. So, like, she decided to do it, too, or something like that. And now it's, like, entire teams of girls. Like, because I never would have went out for wrestling if it wasn't, like, we're starting a team that's going to be 20 of us girls. Like, I feel like that's another reason that it's, like, hugely evolved is, like, it's not just one singular girl. It's an entire team. Like, everybody's there together, which is... And so, and, and I was just going to say, like, what, that, that first year, what was it, 25 girls yeah, or something like that? Yeah, decent amount. Crazy numbers for that. Um, so, again, you were a state champ in track. Multiple time or just? I was a state champ once in track and once in cross country. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you had, you know, you probably had some looks from colleges to go run track, right? Mm-hmm. I had, like, smaller D3 schools that were looking, yeah. Okay, and then you got called by Lindenwood. Yep. Where did the idea of like, okay, well, I'm going after a sport that I've always known, and I'm gonna try something different. Because I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna get to more of this in a second. But what made the what made the decision to go wrestle instead of instead of, instead of track? So I probably have two ways that I can describe it. One of like the better ways I think is so. There's no getting around it. You're in pain when you're wrestling. Like, mm. when you're, like, in a match, like, you are in pain. Well, obviously, you're, like, if you're a runner, you know you're in some pain while you're racing, too. I, like, chased the pain of the wrestling pain. Like, I enjoyed that. Like, sometimes I wouldn't even notice that I was in it, which, like, feels wildly good for, like, no reason. Where, like, cross-country and track, like, I felt that pain, and I was given everything to push through it. Like, it was it was different for me. Like, both were challenging but one it was like holy crap this is awesome the other one was like oh i don't know if i want to do this for another four years like that that was one of them and then another big turning point for me um after i had one state i was still kind of on the fence didn't really know i had a terrible day at school i was like not having a good day whatever and it was wednesday which is the days that we have open mat and i was like Oh my gosh, I just want to sweat. Like, I just want to burn. I want to feel like a great burn right now. And like, I was like, if I'm having a bad day and the thing that I want to do right now is like wrestle, like, tell me that's not a sign. Like, I'm having a bad day and I know this is going to make me feel better. Like, that's, that was a big something for me. Oh, absolutely. And that's crazy because like, you just said, most people would say with wrestling, I don't know if I want to do that another four years. Where you were putting track cross country in that, and I've ne- and this is probably the first time I've ever heard someone say that because usually, if I've ever tried talking to someone into going to college to wrestle, like I don't know if I want to do that for another four years. And you went ahead and you did that. Big thing about college wrestling for those that don't know in women's it's freestyle. It's not even it's not even what you learned in high school. So not only did you, it's essentially like you just learned how or learned how, what the English language is. But now, you got to learn German, and you got to be fluent in German. How has that transition been for you? Um, I was super nervous for it, because like you said, I had been wrestling for, what, three years? And they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to do something new now. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing again. But um, Bella Miller, actually, her dad, she does, like, every different style of wrestling you think. 
her dad first showed me what parterre was, like the defense position for freestyle. And then, like, I kind of just picked it up as I went to school from there. Because, honestly, I wasn't the only girl going into a new style of college wrestling that didn't know this style. So, from then, I just tried to take, like, my basics that I was best at in folk style and just carry that over into freestyle and then slowly learned along my way but it was very scary at first I was so nervous yeah and I, I've always said from the moment I started coaching even when I was competing to get my buddies to go with me to freestyle tournaments in high school it's like guys let's just wrestle folk style and you'll win freestyle matches it's more it's not some people have this misconception like with freestyle it's like oh hey I gotta throw all the time or I gotta look for the the turn scores all the time it's like no get the takedowns look for the pins it's it's the same it's the kind of the same we're in the same church just in a different pew you just got to build off the fundamentals mm-hmm. like do what you know how to do and then you slowly learn how to build on from there now so not only learning about college wrestling you're now doing the grind of a division one athlete how'd that go um I don't know, I heard that everybody, like, would talk about how hard of, like, a balance it was between the two, and obviously I never really understood it until it got there, and I really enjoyed it, and I was, I'm super happy I did it, still happy I did it, like, doing it, whatever, but there, I'm not even gonna lie, there definitely were some days where, like, we had practice that was at noon, so it was in the middle of the day, which was kind of a weird, yeah, like, it was kind of a weird time, because I would have liked to get it out of the way in the morning kind of thing. But I had, I would like want to go lift and then I would go wrestle and then I would have like two hours of homework to do and I just would not want to do it or like something Mm -hmm. like that. So like the transition, I was still down for the grind of it because I'm always, I love the grind. Like that's my favorite part. But it was just like finding the balance of everything of like not being overtired and making sure to get my homework done or getting my homework done but then also making sure to go get my lift in on top of practice or whatever else so like it was an odd transition but eventually I kind of more so got my feet feet with it just had to take some time and figure out what I need to prioritize so yeah that noon practice does seem weird like yeah exactly either you know you want it done in the morning so then it's like you have the rest of your day to focus on academics get a lift in later after getting even a rest in or even put it at the end of the day you know like you know like what I always had in college was like a three o'clock workout or your three o'clock practice so then you got your school work done but you got your lift in in the morning you got it probably a nap in at some point it says, like, prime prime nap time is noon. Right, and that was the same thing with me, too, is because, like, my class, because of that, I had to build my classes around that, but I couldn't get all my classes in the morning. So then I would have class at, like, 9 and 10, and then practice at 12, and then I had to bolt out of practice, rinse off and shower so I could make it to class again at, like, 2 or 3 or whatever it was. And then it also made it weird because, like, it's not like I didn't want to get ready for uh school like completely dressed whatever or like i wanted to throw on a pair of sweats and a hoodie because i'm like i got practice in two hours there's no sense like i'm gonna be disgusting by the end of it i'm gonna have to shower again anyway so i was like i don't want to put effort into like getting up and getting dressed in the morning i want to just show up to class and get out of there and then get to practice so it like i said it was a really weird time in the middle of the day but um just wrapping up a couple things here if you were to talk to young girls right now which i'm assuming is already happening i'm assuming when you see 
girls wrestling so that they ask you about it like what's your what's your biggest advice about the sport of wrestling for girls um i actually sorry i have talked to i went i coached an fca wrestling camp which like high school elementary school girls which was awesome great experience and one of the things that i feel like i overemphasized with them was probably just like I understand that it's a tough sport, but just enjoy it, like, mm-hmm. while you're in it. Like, find, like, what makes it fun with it. Go hang out with your friends while you're doing it or, like, practice with your friends or... Because I feel like a lot of people probably... I don't, I wouldn't want to say overemphasize it, but they get to a point where, like, they're almost stressed out with it or, like, things like that. And I'm like, just enjoy it. Like, it's fun. Like, it's... Even my coach at school, uh, my assistant coach, who I love... I love to sing while I'm doing sprints. And he, like, I think he likes to see a little bit of pain out of you. So when I'm, like, singing my heart out while I'm, like, dying running down the court, I think he wants, like, me to run even harder because of it. But, like, I just want to enjoy it while I'm doing it. Whether I'm running sprints or drilling or anything like that, like, sometimes you mess up. Laugh a little bit about it. Like, just enjoy it. It's it's fun. It's it's a sport and it's competitive and I get it, but just enjoy it. Like, it's mm-hmm. fun. It's supposed to be fun. Awesome. And the last question I ask everyone I interview, especially I'm going to make fun of you because you have forgotten your wrestling shoes more than any person I've ever met. I do tend to do that. <laughs> Fair pair of shoes you've been wrestling in. Um, let me think. Uh, probably Wiggy's really expensive ones. I don't even The red, white, and blue ones? Yeah, no, they weren't. That They were like colorful. They were like blue and yellow and red. Oh, I hated those. Really? Yeah. He showed up. I- he showed up strutting into practice with those. I'm like, what? Those are terrible. And dude. I wore them and I ripped them. And like, I did it, like I dragged my foot or something. And I remember one of my friends was like, you did not rip those. And I was like, how much are they? And he was like, those are like $300 shoes. And I was like, no, why would he let me borrow them? <laughs> exactly. That's on him. I did just get the Lady Liberties though. The Brutus ones? Yes. Yeah. They're so pretty. I'm so excited for those. Those ones I'm so excited for. I haven't uh, wrestled in them yet, but I just got those. I'm really excited for Awesome. Well, Lanny, thank you so much for coming in for the podcast. I appreciate you. Anything else you want to say before we go? Um, no, just thanks for having me. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll be back in a sec. Man, what an awesome podcast. I was so glad Lanny was able to come in and sit down and tell her story, a story of someone who started a sport completely brand new at 16 years old and went on to do great things, including win a state championship and has bloomed into a Division One wrestling career at Lindenwood University. This season, I did see that Lindenwood will be wrestling in the University of Iowa down at the Extreme Arena on November 12th. If you're able to go down to watch that duel, please do. I think it would be awesome to get that arena filled up for the University of Iowa women's wrestling and just women's wrestling in general. You know, Looking back on it, it's crazy how the sports evolved, how it went from you know, high school teams like myself where the norm was kind of to wean the girls out off the team there was just like that one girl that would go off for wrestling you kind of weaned them off the team but as time and evolution has of the sport has progressed you had athletes like megan black who went on to become not only the girls or first girl state qualifier but also the first placer at the boys state tournament you had uh girls like felicity taylor who has made world teams currently wrestling at the university of iowa rachel waters making um world teams placing at uh winning fargo multiple times and currently is running her own club. As you can see, the sport's blowing up to a point where all the area schools even, 
have their own teams, and that's really exciting. You especially have some young horses like Bella Miller and Eve Skaraki who are going to be freshmen this year. Look out for them. I think they're going to be two horses that are going to be absolutely phenomenal this year to watch and talk about. Parents, if you're curious about getting your kids out for wrestling, especially your girls, Dubuque Wrestling Club at Loris College will be hosting girls-only practices on Sundays. We'll have dates and times when those start, but that'll be a good way for them to get exposure into the sport where the practices are just girls only. It'll be coached by coaches who know how to coach freestyle wrestling and folk style to teach them the mechanics of wrestling to get their interest sparked up. I think that's huge for the sport. I think it's huge for Dubuque County. I suggest you guys give that a a look-see when that all happens. So wrapping things up, I just want to thank you guys so much for joining me. Follow me at Worms Weigh In on Instagram. Also, follow the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. There you can see all of our content that's dropping weekly. And also, you can explore all the other podcasts that are under the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast umbrella. So, until next time, I'm Worm. Thanks for joining me. We'll see ya. Before we go, we want to thank our sponsors once more. Big thanks to Raider Outdoor Power. Thank you guys so much for all your support. And if you need any lawnmower equipment or you finally want to ditch that electric smoker to a Green Mountain pellet grill, the sales reps at Raider Outdoor Power is ready to help. Also, big thanks to Lane's Custom Steel in Benton, Wisconsin. Email Shaden at lanescustomsteel at gmail.com to get a quote today on all your custom power coating needs.